Okay, so we have a patient that comes in uh, early morning, brought in by his wife. He uh, has a pretty regimented routine on weekdays before he goes to work. Uh, so his wife says he shows up about 45 minutes late at home, which is really unusual for him and seems confused. Uh, he's not complaining of anything, but he keeps asking her the same questions over and over again and seems like he's not acting right. Uh, he realizes something's not right, but he can't really put his finger on it. She brings him in and he's as pleasant as nice as could be, has no complaints except I just can't remember anything. So uh, any ideas what uh, what he may have? Yeah. So this is going to be, he could have fallen, absolutely. He could have fallen, hit his head. You need to worry about that. But uh, this is a classic case of uh, transient global amnesia. And this guy was a really classic case. He, um, uh, so as far as, uh, as far as transient global amnesia goes, it is a uh, paroxysmal, so sudden onset, and it's transient, so it doesn't last forever. And it is amnesia. It's a memory issue. Uh, remote memory, so your distant memory is almost always preserved, and your ab ability to immediately recall something, if I give you information, you can spit it right back at me immediately, is preserved. But it's pretty markedly uh, obvious that uh, they can't remember recent events, and they have a very limited ability to uh, make new memories. So with this guy, I gave him three things to remember in five minutes, and I walked back in, and he had no idea and introduced himself to me again. So uh, with these patients, they'll have an otherwise normal neurologic exam, uh, with exception of the memory. Uh, typically, they won't complain of anything else. Their speech is normal. They don't have any dysarthria at all. Um, uh, as far as uh, the disease process, typically it lasts less than 24 hours. I've never even seen one last that long. Almost always it's one to two hours and then resolves. Um, uh, it's not that uncommon. It happens in about five people per 100,000, so not that uncommon. Usually it's men. Usually it's people over 50, and most of the people are kind of in that 50 to 65 age group, so it's usually not your elderly group. Uh, and it's rare that it reoccurs, so uh, only about 4% of the people who have it ever have it come back for them again. Nobody really knows what causes it. Um, they've done some studies while people are symptomatic where they've done diffusion-weighted PET scans and some functional MRIs, and they've seen some transient decrease in blood flow uh, to certain areas of the brain, maybe the amygdala, the hippocampus, the thalamus. But they've all been different in, in the um, studies they've done. They've never really been able to pinpoint one small area. And the suggestion is that with so many different abnormalities noted on different functional exams, Basically, what that uh, what that um, uh, says is that they don't really know what causes it. Um, there is an association with migraines, so sometimes people with migraines uh, are more likely to get it. Um, it's oftentimes occurs right after heavy physical exertion. This guy had gone to the gym and said he remembers doing bench press as his last exercise before he can't remember anything. Um, it's been associated with emotional stressors, um, cold water exposure, Valsava maneuvers, even after sexual intercourse. All those things have the same thing in common. They have uh, some in increase in intracranial um, pressure and some increased blood flows through the superior vena cava. Um, 
the workup for them is, you know, you want to check a uh, 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 full neuro exam. If they're still having ongoing symptoms, typically they will get imaging. Um, uh, and then, you know, we do lab tests because you'd hate to miss hypoglycemia or hyponatremia causing this. Typically, if their symptoms completely resolve, uh, they can go home with reassurance and neurologic follow-up. Uh, in our practice, if they're still having ongoing symptoms, they usually end up getting admitted for observation in C-neurology. So uh, not that uncommon, but kind of a weird uh, disease process and something that we see.